Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about toxic religion, you know, and that's something to really think about because nobody really associates the word toxic when it comes to religion and practicing religious beliefs and things of that nature, you know? Let's be honest. People don't think about it, but in reality, it is happening more often than not. So, luckily for me, I have my special guest here, Bree who is someone who's trying to help other people get out of that toxic religion. So thank you so much for joining, and I hope you're having a good day. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Metsy. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation. Yes, yes. I think this is important. When you brought it to my attention, I was just like, you know what? That is truly something that we all need to think about because toxic religions out there and especially from your point of view where you had to leave a cult you know a christian cult and you realized it was toxic you know that was really like eye-opening to me because what made you realize you were even in a toxic religion like in this cult when did you realize like this was a cult well i grew up in it so um for me like growing up i just thought it was like pretty this was normal this is like what every everybody did this stuff right um so it really it didn't really i guess click or like i didn't really get that it was not normal and that it was actually pretty toxic even within like normal christian church circles it it was odd (laughs) um Mm -hmm. probably until i was like an adult once I had left home and I kind of started sharing some of my story with people and recognizing when I was sharing it that like people were just kind of like, what? Do you um, need help? Blink twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember once I think I already had two of my kids. So I was like 23, 24, something like that. And one of my new friends, um, who I had like recently become acquainted with. And so we had been hanging out and whatever. And she's like, dude, like, you know, you're in a cult, right? (laughs) And at the time I was just like, well, like, I know it's like, it's kind of extra, but I don't think it's a cult. I think that's a bit extreme. Um, but that was like, you know, definitely a stepping stone towards me realizing like, no, like there's a lot of high control tactics here. There's a lot of, you know, but I didn't have these words for it at the time, just like I started recognizing that um, I didn't really align with this way of thinking, with this way of believing. I wanted to like live my own life and not be told what life I got to live or how I got to show up in the world or the kind of mom I got to be. Um, there was just, yeah, there was so much like control and I'm like a rebel by nature. So I didn't, I don't think I ever really fit in with the whole thing yeah. very well. And I can remember like, you know, seeing some of my other friends when we were teenagers and the way that they kind of interacted with their families and especially with their dads and just being like, I guess there must be something like wrong with me because like, I, I just, I don't do it right. I don't do it that good. You know, like I, I'm not a submissive person. (laughs) And so, um, and, and, you know, then when I got older and kind of on the other side of deconstruction, I can just see that like, no, that was like my true self was trying to be present in in that environment that it was not really welcome in. 
Um, and so, yeah, so it was, it was really difficult for me growing up because there was definitely a lot of comparison, you know, on my part and even on like other adults in my life part that were like, you know, why couldn't, why can't you be more like this person over here who like obviously finds it very easy to do these things. Um, but there is a lot of, um, like fear and control tactics happening that are enabling those those girls or those other people to show up that way right like mm-hmm. that there's there's a lot of fear enforced in that kind of a belief system where you don't feel like you have the freedom to speak out for yourself especially as a woman or a girl yeah i i appreciate you just being honest because i think it's necessary for people to really understand like you don't really know what's happening you know this is just something that you grew up with so it's considered to be normal and and i think once people start realizing that someone's normal is not like the other is not like another person's normal then they'll have more of a not an understanding because that's not the right word but i guess more of um, respect you know mm-hmm. i guess that's the right word because people need to respect the fact that we are coming into this world with a different perspective with a different understanding with a different view on Mm -hmm. how things work and especially in that cult life when you kept on saying like it's very restrictive it's very controlling they they it's 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 per each you know what i mean it's very certain way you know and i interviewed somebody else who was in a cult and he kind of said the same thing that but he wasn't necessarily born into the call. He kind of like got in mm-hmm. through marriage, but didn't realize it until years later that, oh, this right. is what it is. So it, it makes sense because people say that they use actual like scriptures from the Bible, but then they twist it, you know, and it's that twisting factor that people need to be careful for because mm-hmm. it can, it, a lot of people are actually falling into cults. So what made you um, want to share your story and help other, other people who may be leaving this toxicity that's, you know, slowly creeping back its way into our lives? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think, because I went on this whole like deconstruction journey basically on my own because back at the time that I started deconstructing um, deconstruction was not a term (laughs) and there was no like you know right now on Instagram Facebook anywhere you go there's a huge deconstruction community you can connect with so many people who are going through very similar things right when I started deconstructing that didn't exist Um, and I didn't know that I was deconstructing until later. (laughs) So, um, like I didn't have a term to put on it. I just like, was like, Oh, I just guess I'm just not a Christian or whatever. But it even took me a long time to get to the point of being like, no, I definitely know that I don't identify with the term Christian. I still feel that I'm very spiritual person. Um, and I have spiritual practices, but I definitely don't believe in like the Christian version of um spirituality or religion um but i didn't know that there were other people out there that were going through similar things that might have also been deconstructing and stuff i literally knew of one other person um probably about halfway into my deconstruction journey and she also came from like the same cult as me just from like a different branch church um so for me like 
stepping into like the coaching role now and holding space for people who are also going through that, it feels really important for me to help build community around that aspect, around the aspect of deconstructing and healing um, and, and, you know, personal growth, because for me, that's, I would have valued that so much. I would have loved to have that supportive community, um, somebody to help kind of guide guide me through like what's really coming up for me what are the things that are important to me about this particular part of my journey and so if i can help create that community that um because so many folks that leave they leave all like their whole community behind and and if you grew up in it like i did those are people you've known your whole life uh, you know friends um ex- extended family in a way like all your church family you know that when you leave you're going to lose everybody and so if i can help create that positive community on the other side so that you can feel less alone you can feel validated and supported and um you know really held accountable in a judgment-free space i think that makes a huge difference in the healing journey no absolutely because one of the hardest things i heard is that when you leave the first thing that you feel is isolated mm-hmm. you know and and when i was reading on your website and your description of like how it took a long time you know it mm-hmm. took a while for you to finally like continue to just keep going and find faith again in your own way you know and i respect that i respect that 100 yeah. percent because the problem that i have with the term religion is that there's rules mm-hmm. you know what i yeah. mean and i and i hate that term religion and say oh what religion are you i'm like well that's yeah. exhausting yeah like i just i don't <laughs> i don't even want to answer that because like I got for me in my personal opinion I feel that God doesn't have rules you know mm-hmm. if does, as long as you love then who's to say you're wrong and then yeah. who's to, who's to say that he did, he's the only one that knows your heart so who's to say your intentions are wrong or anything if he knows what you your heart so I say I'm on a spiritual walk as well and that I, I that I connect more with my spirit because if God gave me the Holy Spirit then who's to say that my spirit can't connect with him automatically you know what I mean so that's that's my that's my perspective on the matter so when I I understand with the term religion is just it's such a harsh word it's mm-hmm. it requires so much work where it creates such a distance between your actual like relationship you know and it's yeah. and it's sickening so it's nice to see that you're creating this different perspective so that people can see it differently they don't feel trapped they don't feel stuck and it's not like it's it's going in the wrong direction you guys are just finding it your own way you know and i think that's the beauty of having that community you know so that you can tell other people like this let's let's all be our family together you know we can we can do this together if you're nervous or if you have weak days well you know what we all do we all have those mm-hmm. days where it's like harder than the other and that's the that's the beauty of community of just talking you know and not allowing yourself to be isolated you know yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest thing and i guess my next question is when you when you see somebody that may be in that toxic religion do you do you have like um like signs that you look out for or something like that well or what would be your signs yeah so typically um the people who come to me or who end up kind of in my you know environment online environment (laughs) um these are people who probably have already left a toxic religion um either recently or some time ago 
Um, so a lot of times by the time somebody is coaching with me or in um, the uh, group coaching uh, space with me, they have started unpacking something so that they really have the awareness of like why they left and uh, they're probably working on kind of rebuilding what their beliefs are. Um, you said something just a little bit ago, but like finding your own way. And that's something that's really important to me is that the like the trajectory my journey took is unique to me. I'm not mm. trying to help you take the exact same journey as me, right? So if you're still in the church, I'm not gonna talk somebody out of leaving the church. Mm. But um, if I can hold, and something I would really like to do is like have some kind of resource on my website for folks to have a safe place to gather like, here's a safe way to leave the church if you know your physical or psychological safety is in danger here are some great therapist resources that can really help you um unpack a lot of the the trauma because as a coach like i can help guide people forward and help them like you know heal forward but i'm not a therapist so i'm definitely not the person that's gonna um you know, go back into the past and unpack all your trauma. Um, that's definitely something that's going to come up in our coaching. And that's why, like, I'm always um, investing in trauma informed trainings and practices. Um, but then once somebody has left and they have gained that awareness of like, you know, recognizing how unaligned they are with that belief system or that way of living, now it's time for them to really figure out what happens moving forward. So a lot of times, like if I were to say, go on the hunt for clients, I wouldn't find people. Like that's that's never gonna work for me because um, the people that end up working with me are people that connect with me on a relational level first, and then they resonate with the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. And you know, they, they'll see themselves in the content, they'll see themselves in the stories that I share. Um, even just in similarities, because we all have different stories. Um, mm -hmm. And then we create conversations around that, right? And then if it feels like it's the right next step for them, then, you know, they might join a group coaching space or reach out about one-on-one -on -one coaching. So uh, like a lot of times what I see in the people that end up in my spaces is just a long relationship process. So we build a lot of trust. We build a lot of um, conversations around their experiences, my experiences, what I know to be true about deconstruction and healing. Um, I just create a lot of safe space for people in a really non-judgmental way. I think that's kind of my superpower as a coach is just, I don't, I just remain curious. I don't yeah. assign any meaning to anything somebody is bringing to the table. Um, and that has also been really helpful just in my own healing. And as I continue to heal and, and grow and deconstruct, um, remaining curious about like why stuff is coming up, even for myself, is always going to be super important. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot because it is important to have that space, that safe space. And it is important to always be a student. You know what I mean? If you always mm -hmm. have that student mindset, willing to learn and yearning to learn, I think that's a beautiful thing to have. Uh, you know, it's, some people don't realize that it's a skill, but in reality, it is a skill because... Yeah. 
there's so many people who are closed-minded and once they get out of actual like educational schools they literally just shut their mind off and say i'm done learning well you are not done learning because you are always learning there's always something to learn and to evolve with and to help yourself get better and i like the fact also how you said that you know you 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 don't tell people that you're a therapist you're not willing you're not gonna unpack their trauma because you know you're still dealing with your own and you know you 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 tell them to go to therapists and things like that and that's beautiful because you know it just shows that you're not trying to be more than what you are mm-hmm. you know and and that's what we need we need more people like that you know let's just just admit to who you are and what you can do and and how you're trying to evolve and how you're trying to be better because when you create that safe space for yourself, you allow people to walk into yours into to to who they are around you better. And it's it's such a nice thing to see, right? Mm-hmm. When you're when you're around yeah. people who just feel comfortable and they could just it could just be me like that's that's the most beautiful thing because we are in societies and sometimes cultures and and just traditions you know that just seem so uptight that it's just oh it's stressful it's extremely stressful and that's what I loved also about your website that you also had you know that free session and you had that uh, that that opportunity for someone to you know just connect to see if the vibe is there to see Mm -hmm. you know if it's worth even starting if you feel comfortable because you know that's the first thing why invest money if you're not going to even like me yeah <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. and that's, that's that's the best part of the the, the situation because i could feel that you're very genuine about what you're what you're trying to do and what your goal is so my curious i'm i'm curious to know what is your medicine you know what i mean what what do you do to help you when your times are low and you feel like oh did i make a mistake you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. what what do you go to Mm -hmm. for me my medicine is always going to be nature um Mm. specifically water for me so a couple of years ago, we actually ended up moving to Nova Scotia, Canada, and we live right by the ocean. So it's very essential for me to fill my cup in some way with water. So sometimes it can be sitting by the ocean, taking a bath or shower, like literally anything like that. But getting out in nature, being on the beach, that kind of stuff, that really fills my cup. Um, and also things like yoga and Kriya have been really helpful for me just to have a, a groundedness and a peace. Um, yeah. so that even when like, you know, everything's kind of going to shit, <laughs> I know I can come back to this, these practices every day and I can, I can ground myself in, in those places. Um, and then also as a mama for, um, I think alone time is also very essential for me once in a while. I, I need to just have some time without the kids, without all the animals and, you know, just be by myself. So go have coffee, go to yoga, something like that. Yeah, I think that's a great, great medicine to have just because sometimes as a mom already, like you have to have some some time alone. It mm-hmm. has to be more than just going to the bathroom. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm at that point right now where like the bathroom is my safe haven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So I guess I want to know, when did you realize you had that I'm so proud of myself moment? I just had had one of these the other day, actually. Oh, yeah? Um, Yeah. Yeah, where I realized that um, 
I don't feel the need to like always do everything by myself anymore. And I feel really comfortable in accepting like the support that I get, you know, from my partner and from my kids, uh, mostly from my partner, but um, yeah, where like, I don't feel that same pressure that I used to feel around having to show up in a certain way and having to like handle everything by myself. And, and I don't feel pressure about letting other people help me. Um, cause I definitely used to have, you know, some like maybe guilt around those things. Um, first day of school this year, um, we had a rough night with the baby and my partner handled everything with the, the other three kids getting out the door, going off to school, taking the pictures, like did all the, the typical things that I would have done. And I was just like, yep, and it's okay. And I'm just going to like lay here in bed and <laughs> keep my eyes closed for a few more minutes. So um, that was something for me that I've been working on that for a long time. And just being able to accept help from other people and feel supported and like, yeah. So it just the other day was like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. That's pretty good. No, I love that because people don't realize that sometimes it's the little things, you know, mm-hmm. and I love yeah. that you share that it was the little things. It wasn't something so big and monumental, like, oh, I was standing on a big hill looking down and <laughs> I did, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. one of those corny ones. Like, the, it was realistic. And I think mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it because I'm currently in that moment where I'm like, oh, I did it. It's like a family can do everything without feeling stressed mm-hmm. you know and when you have that moment where you, you feel productive without feeling stressed and not enough and just all these negative emotions it feels so good it does feel really good yeah 100 percent. awesome well this has been such a great conversation Bree. i really appreciate your time and you know sharing your perspective you know you didn't have to come on my show you didn't have to share this but you did so yay thank you thank you thank you so much and if anybody would like to know from my audience more about Bree, want to check out her lovely website or just know somebody that is possibly in this transition out of a cult and out of a toxic religion reach out to Brie. You know, she seems like a so, like someone that is really out here trying to help. And we need more people who are trying to help than trying to harm. Because we run across a lot of people who, are, unfortunately, their intentions are to harm. You know, so let's get in community with other people who their intentions are to help and heal. Because the world is hurting and we all need to be healed, you know. So I have a lovely picture on my website. Just, just click right under it and it goes directly to hers. And some of the stuff I've already said... So you just have to go check it out now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That's the show, y'all. Always, always, always keep thinking. Bye.